Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, certified business and mindset coach, author, and speaker. Each week, we'll be talking about simple but powerful business and mindset strategies that will help you build a lean, clean, and profitable business so you can learn to get out of your own way and pay yourself more. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hey, lovely. Welcome back to the podcast. Amazing to have you here. I am very excited. I have just launched a two-day mini rise retreat, which is happening here in Melbourne where I live. And we've already got lots of people signing up for it. And it's at a beautiful hotel. And yeah, going to be so fun incorporating it with Supper Club, which is my kind of quarterly or every four months I have a dinner for my community. So we've got the retreat happening and then supper club in the evening. And then the next day we've got another retreat day. So normally I run retreats that are kind of three or four days. And I know a lot of people were sort of like, I really want to come to your retreats, but it's just hard to get there and have that much time off in a week and all the rest of it. So I thought I'm going to test a mini retreat. I've never done a two day retreat before. And also having it in Melbourne where I live was another thing I thought, well, people who live in Melbourne, they can either just come to the sessions in the day or they can stay at the hotel. Totally up to them. So I guess one of the things I want to say is that you should always be testing, testing different things, testing different ways of offering your service to your clients as well. um, If it, if it feels good to you. So I am loving that at the moment. I'm testing lots of different things because, you know, I'm always saying the market's changing, the market's changing, the market has changed. We've got to be agile. We've got to be making stuff happen. So listen, today, speaking of things changing, I've got Amanda Kohol on the podcast today. She is a social media strategist uh, and she's talking all about the Insta site, which I really, really like. And I'm thinking about potentially using it for my new business, which is Bold Vibes Consulting, BVC which is really about creating a mini website on your Instagram so that you don't have to be constantly creating new content, but that when somebody comes to your Instagram, it gives you all the information that they need. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to do a bit of a fireside chat with Amanda as well, just talking about how she got to where she is and how she sees all of the social platforms coming together to help you grow your audience, nurture them, convert them. So we're going to dive into a few different things today, but the Insta site was kind of the one thing that I kind of connected with her on and wanted to share with you. So I hope that this is going to be valuable to you. And if you're somebody who's like, I don't want to be constantly creating content, but I do want my Instagram to be a place where people come and learn about me and learn how we can work together, then this is going to be the perfect episode for you. So listen, without further ado, Let's dive into this week's episode. Amanda, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I discovered you on the TikTok. I love saying the TikTok. It makes me feel so old. Uh, (laughs) And I have to say that uh, your content just really grabbed me. So I knew that there were a few things that I wanted to get you on to talk about today. But before we dive into all the juiciness that we're going to go through today, I would love you just to share a bit about you. Like, 
who are you, Amanda, and how did you get here? Why social media? Give me a little bit of background on you. We're going to need a whole series for that story, but I'll try to pare it down as best as I can because it's been a wild roller coaster of a ride. Um, but I'm Amanda Kohal, founder of The Wolf Co. We'll get the, the boring part out first, the business part out uh, of the way. And I help businesses use social media to convert in their business. So we do more than just get you followers. It's more about how can you make money? How can you actually build a cult community? Oh. Not a cult like, like an actual cult, but not, you know? Um, so we really focus on that. And I've been doing this now full time for about three years. I worked in corporate for over 10 years. Um, yeah. I know the Botox is good though. So <laughs> keeps me looking young apparently, but yeah, I've been working, I worked in corporate for a really long time, always in the marketing space and I am a millennial. So I started using social media right from the jump. I remember the first days of seeing the Facebook, which it was called at the time. And I like to say the word the in front of social as well. And also yeah. I call it the internet. Um, it makes me feel old and mature too. Uh, <laughs> so I was really attracted to social from day one. But I mean, this, these are the days when there was no advertising. No one was really putting their business on there. Uh, they were putting their personal business on social media, yeah. not business business. Uh, but I always had a fascination with it. And it wasn't until I worked actually in the education space that I had the opportunity to dabble a little bit in paid advertising, um, you know, website building and connecting the entire digital experience for a business and not only a business, but a huge university in Toronto, in Canada, where I'm from. And on the fun side of stuff, uh, I am pretty goofy. I'm sure I'll have a lot of laughs today. And I'm a big, big reader, like the biggest bookworm ever. I went from party girl to I'm in bed at 8 p.m. reading my books. My goal this year is 100 books. And I am, I think, at 58. Uh, Amazing. So, and I saw you yeah. reading some of your books like live on TikTok as well. <laughs> I was just like, this is a whole thing. I, I don't know if that is a whole thing, but I, I'm already reading in the morning anyways. I am trying not to scroll as much mm. because it's a part of my job and I find that it distracts me from other things in life. So anytime I'm tempted to scroll or I'm taking a break, I'll pick up one of my books okay. instead. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And so how big, so it's Wolf Co, the Wolf Co, why that name? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So this is another fun story. Uh, really random. Last name, not Wolf. Yeah. Uh, middle name, not Wolf. Uh, but when I was in one of my first jobs in marketing, the marketing team, because, you know, we don't really do much besides like have fun, <laughs> plan events <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, that was always the joke is we, we were doing, um, like a spirit animal test online, like one of those quizzes. Uh, yeah. And I kept getting the wolf and 
I read more into it and I was like, oh, I actually really resonate with wolves and being pack animals and super loyal um, and just kind of that ride or die mentality in me. And um, I just said, like when I actually have my own business, I'm going to call it the Wolf Co., but I'm going to add an E for a little extra zhuzh. And that was how it. it all came about. Oh my God. So for those listening, what would your company be called if you called it after your spirit animal? Now, I don't know what my spirit animal is, but my favorite animal is the otter. And so I would be like Otter and Co., which is slightly yeah. weird, but I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love elephants. Elephant and Co. could work too, maybe. Um, they're so cute. Animals it. are the best. That <laughs> is so good. And so how many people are in your business? There is me full-time yeah. and I work with contractors. Uh, my sister-in-law being one of them. And she's been there since day one. She's basically full-time, but not technically full-time. Yeah. As well, we've got a designer and another collaborator that we work with. And then I have two VAs. Amazing. I love it. So, yeah. so good. Awesome. Fantastic. So Toronto, spirit animal, radar, so good. Bit goofy. Love watching you on TikTok. Very engaging, which we can talk about in a bit as well. But let's <laughs> dive in because I think one of the things that I really loved is that you are very educational on there and you were really talking about your social media strategy and how the different platforms, how you use the different platforms kind of together uh, mm -hmm. and which one does what. So I kind of wanted to jump into that and the first thing I just want to ask is, when did you start thinking about the way that you're going to use them in a more deliberate way? It was kind of in protest to Instagram, actually. Um, this just did not surprise <laughs> me at all. Yeah. No, no, I just, I can't make it easy for myself. You know, I just gotta, I gotta make it hard. Mm. Um but Instagram, I feel like has been making it tough for business owners for quite some time. Yes. Agree. Yes. yes. And I, that was the general consensus. So that actually had a lot to do with how the, the Insta site, which is the strategy that Susan and I are talking about um, here and we'll, we'll get into it. Mm. That's what my strategy is, um, is the Insta site. And it is deliberately using platforms for what they are good at doing. Um, and it's not to say that they can't have other outcomes. It's just, what are they best? at doing. So in 2021, my husband and I had moved to Mexico because the the pandemic was happening and we were living in the city. And I was like, there's no way we're going to be stuck in this tiny condo for another lockdown. And I think Canada got locked down like seven times in total or something like that. And I know Australia. Melbourne was like, yeah. 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 Like it was, it was yeah. tight. Uh, it was not great. So I said, I'm like, how would you feel about going to Mexico for a few months? Let's just get out of here three months and then we'll come back because it should be over by then. Like how long can this last? I for? originally said six weeks. I give it six weeks top and we'll be out of this. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was, October, we had made the decision, October of 2020. Um, I had actually quit my corporate job at the end of September in 2020, which was amazing. My business started to take off 
then. And I, uh, I just said, all right, that's it. I think I can do this. Um, I know I can do this. I will make it happen no matter what. Um, I, I just can't work in corporate anymore. This is like too crazy. And when we were locked down, it was even worse. Um, you know, with the zoom stuff mm. and just monitoring and it was wild. So Come October, we made the decision. We sold a bunch of our stuff. We also put some stuff in storage and got out of our lease for our condo. And we just booked literally only the first two weeks of our Mexico adventure. That's all we booked, the plane ticket, a one-way ticket, and the first two weeks, although we were planning to stay for three months. That's just how we kind of like to roll and do okay. things. <laughs> Living on the edge, yeah. But it worked out into our benefit because I had had my eye on this one Airbnb in Mexico for a while, and it was only available for those two weeks when we had originally booked it. And so... We are approaching, we left on January 1st and there was talks of lockdowns and I was like, fingers crossed, please do not lock down before we leave. We've got to get out of here. we got to fly the coop. Um, so we got out and it was like five days later that our prime minister just shut it down. And so we were in Mexico and then the Airbnb owner was like, oh, well, actually, since Canada's on lockdown, the people who are going to stay here are from Montreal. So it's now available. So we ended up staying there for longer. Amazing. I was like, OK, this is great. Um, so I was there. Business started to really take off. And I don't know if it was because of the environment or, or whatever it was. Um, hopefully the educational content, um, <laughs> things really started to take off. And I started noticing some patterns on Instagram specifically. I was not using TikTok really in 2020. I was doing goofy stuff on there, but I wasn't leveraging it like mm -hmm. I should have. Now looking back, I think, damn, I wish I got my business on there from day one. And I just tell you, I have, I was talking to a girl about this. I'm just like, if I had known, like I would have gone all in on so many things in 2020 because I was on Clubhouse in 20, I think it was, was it beginning of 2021 or 2020. I can never remember. But I'm just like, I wish I had run more ads. I wish I had gone bigger with my launches. Like hindsight, when I look back on like 2020, 2021, I'm just like, God, I could have like 10 x what I was doing, really. Yeah. Crazy. And I mean, I was on Clubhouse too. And I think this had a lot to, to do with the business growth as well. Clubhouse is amazing. It was. I love, I love that space. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. Apparently it's still kicking. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> the thing is, is that like LinkedIn's got like their audio app now. And I think that like Twitter has theirs as well. So I think that they obviously were the first to have it at that level, but I just don't, I don't know. They just didn't capitalize on it. I think yeah. that was the issue. But once again, they were like us, like what we're talking about, like if they had known, like now in hindsight, like looking back at that time where everybody was just online and wanting to grow and connect, like I'm sure they're just like kicking themselves as well. But anyway. and one of the quotes that I, I live by is there is no reward without risk. And here we are barely taking the risks. No. So lesson of today, take more risks. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and you don't have the 10x reward that you're looking for. So 
yeah, 2021 things start taking off. I start noticing patterns on Instagram specifically in terms of reach. And then I was looking at engagement and I was focusing on the feed as well as stories. I've always loved Instagram stories. I live in my Instagram stories. I find it so easy to just pick up the phone and, and do what I'm doing. Yeah. It, there's no editing there. I mean, the hardest part is adding the closed captions, which sometimes do not work. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like, love stories oh, too. Like I will spend, like if I ever feel like I don't want to be on socials, it's so interesting because I just won't post for ages in the feed or anything, but stories, that's just like, it's like my love language. I'm like, I'm just like saying hi and connecting and that's where I get the most like conversations and chats and I'm, yeah, I love it too. I get it. So those are some of the metrics that I was looking at. What kind of, you know, percentage of replies am I getting from stories? Okay. Which stories that I'm posting are getting the most response, which stories are getting the most link clicks to then conversion, somebody buying something or joining my email list or downloading the freebie bringing them into the, the funnel and the community a little bit more. And I was looking over on the feed and just noticing a huge drop in reach, a huge drop in engagement. And I was like, hang on a second. I don't really think Instagram is circulating posts that much. Why am I spending so much yeah. time creating a 10 slide carousel, which takes me two or three hours to make, you're basically building a full PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. Oh, and like, if you're a perfectionist, you're tinkering yeah, around yeah. in there for forever. And it's yeah. just, it's all this time for like 0.1% of people who are already following you to see that content. Yeah. So I was like, wait now. I'm converting like crazy through my stories. I wonder what would happen if I just protest not posting to the feed for a month. Let's try it for a month. Also, I was getting busier and I was like, I don't really have time to create content right now. So I need to buy myself some time. So at first, because my uh, followers, and at this point I was almost at 10,000. Um, Is this we'll on Instagram? That. Yes, we'll get to that. Because you probably noticed my current Instagram does not have close to 10,000 or over 10,000. Uh, so we will get to that. But um, so I was, it was getting there and my followers were used to me posting every day. So at first I was getting DMs of where are you? Is everything okay? And I was just like, yeah, I'm just hanging out in stories now. So I thought, ding, I need to tell people on the feed and I need to tell them in my bio to go and watch my stories because I ain't posting to my feed until I put like a date in there, like June, whatever uh, kind of thing. And as I was going through this experiment, let's call it, I noticed there was that initial like resistance to engaging with my stories, but I had cut off a source of educational content because my feed content had always been, you know, a lot of educational stuff. I rarely posted personal stuff unless it was in my stories. My stories are real personal, maybe a little too personal. <laughs> it gets kind of crazy in there, but I love it. Um, and I cut off that source. So they almost had no choice but to go and watch my stories where I would still be delivering 
this educational content, it was now just broken up even smaller, right? And you've got a mix of media of text, video, image with text, just image, there's music, there's clickable links, there's engagement stickers. And I was like, this is the spot. There's something about these stories. And I developed a course called Stories That Sell. And I was doing master classes on this and like really teaching people how to use their stories and creating story flows to convert as well as to build community and that cult that we were talking about earlier. So this kind of went on for a little while. I was really slowing down how much I was posting to the feed once I came back. And I focused solely on my stories and built a membership that had at the time about 150 members in there and a VIP option for an upgrade. I was thinking about more digital courses all through my stories. I had all my eggs in the Instagram basket. Okay. And it wasn't until I think it was November 2021 so we got back from mexico september 2021 november 2021 i had just finished launching a program and my instagram account got disabled why we still don't know okay so i got it back up temporarily next day disabled again and like panic is you know filling my soul right now because i'm like my entire business is on here aside from the members Mm. um and the clients that i have i'm like i'm really only showing up on instagram on social media sure i got an email list but i've kind of been neglecting them um so what am i gonna do like this is crazy so i started a new account the one that you see now disabled okay so this went on went on six times to find out to first of all to get in touch with anybody at instagram it is wild so one day while i was like crying while eating a burrito my husband was like avanda enough is enough he's like i'm gonna go find somebody i'm going on linkedin I'm going to find somebody who works at Instagram. Like, this is insane. Um, You shouldn't be going through this. Like you teach people how to use Instagram for their business and you don't have an Instagram account. And I was like, yeah, it's like going to a dentist with no teeth. This makes no sense. Like I need to be on Instagram. So he literally found um, his friend's cousin works for Meta. I never even got the guy's name. I never had direct contact with the cousin. Next thing I know, I get word that, yes, my account had been flagged. So this was somebody or somebody's flagging or reporting my account. Oh. Yeah. So wanted to go down the whole Nancy Drew route and find out who it was. But I was like, I don't want to waste my time. Like, let's just focus on getting the account back up and running the new account. I said, I'm going to say goodbye to the original account and just start from scratch. It'll be fun. Right. Also just Um, on that, how crazy is it that somebody flags your account? Obviously there's nothing on there that is dodgy and your account can be taken down. Like, I just feel like there's a whole process issue there as well where, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I got flagged 
because I was standing up for a woman who had been like abused by somebody else online, as in like she, she'd been trolled. And I basically just said, that's totally unacceptable that this is not a safe space for you, blah, blah, blah. And, and Instagram sent me a warning and I'm just like, who, like, obviously this is like just algorithms and computers that are making these decisions because I wasn't attacking anybody, but I just think, yeah, they've got flagging issues on Instagram for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not a great process. Um, something really neat. They need a support team is yes. what they need. Cause yeah, that was crazy. I was like holding up pictures of a code they had sent me. It looked like I was holding up a prison number. <laughs> standing against this like blank wall I'm yeah. like what what world is this right now um so get my account back and things are all tickety-boo and it's great but I said we are going to cover our bases here mm. we're going to take some of these eggs out of this basket and we're going to start exploring TikTok which I was terrified to get on TikTok I don't know about you yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Like, I'm totally honest. I just, I literally said in my stories yesterday to my followers, I'm like, just so that, you know, I'm failing forward on TikTok, but I'm just going to work it out. Like I posted some stories. I'm like, I don't even know if they posted. I don't get what I just did there. But anyway, I'm like, I'll just, I, you, the only way you're going to learn is to do it, not take yeah. yourself too seriously and just like figure out what works. So I'm in that process right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm still learning a lot about that app too. Um, I think I've nailed down the I'm formats. like, you're doing so well, yeah. <laughs> but every time I post, I'm like, oh, Amanda, your camera's blurry. Like your pimple is, has like popped on screen. Like you, what are you doing? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we don't notice together. those things. We don't, don't notice. Don't yeah. Just get the content out, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started exploring with TikTok. I re-engaged with my email list. But the funny thing is when my account was disabled, it was between November and like February, I was going through this. So that's wow. a, a nice chunk of time. That's holiday season two, when, you know, things could have really been cha-ching, cha-chinging. <laughs> that wasn't happening, at least on the digital side of things. But the amount of referrals that my company was getting for one-to-one -one client work was wild. And I had no promotion going on. So this was now all word of mouth. So there was another kind of, you know, light bulb moment in my head that, holy smokes, if you really focus your energy on actually building relationships with people, they stand behind your brand and share it for you. Yeah, And that's what I noticed was happening. My stories when my Instagram account was up was getting shared like crazy because I wasn't really posting to the feed. But the old stuff on my feed was also recirculating and getting reshared because, again, I cut off that source. So yeah. they were working with now a static library, although I did not even know that this is what I was doing at the time, the Insta site. Yeah. Right? So it was actually around this time last year when I we were living at my parents house my husband and I because we did a renovation on our house we overstayed our welcome like five months too long um <laughs> so, bless their heart 
And I was um, like going through a tough time in my business because of, uh, you know, I had to cut ties with my business partner and I was debating, do I just quit? Like everything seems like it's falling apart. And I was looking again at platforms and I kid you not, it was a full on eureka moment. And I said out loud, we are using social media wrong. And that's when I, I went furiously on scrap paper, like a mad woman and was just writing out this whole strategy. It was like, okay, if two is here, you got to carry it over to the three. It was like, <laughs> so I was mapping this out and I was remembering conversations that I was having with clients and my members and just people in the DMs and every single day I was getting something like I'm so tired of this Instagram algorithm I have no idea what I'm doing I'm spending hours creating content I need to be working on my business I can't even like have proper customer service this is wild so again all these light bulbs are going off and I decided enough, like I want to build essentially an automated system for social and spaces where you are blinders on hyper-focused on doing one thing in particular on each platform that you're choosing to use. So the Instasite was born, which is essentially a website, but for your social media, because as well, there was lots of articles coming out at this time that more and more people were doing their initial search of a brand or a business through social media. Yeah. And I thought that is actually really true because whenever I'm traveling somewhere, going to a restaurant, hotel, wherever, I look to Instagram because it gives me a bird's eye view of the vibes. And like, do I actually want to go there? Can I envision myself here? And it's interactive, right? Like with the stories and the videos and you just get a better picture of a company than what you see on a website. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we've got this part nailed down, the static grid and the, I call it the legacy version of it. The original version of it is 15 posts, static grid, and um, there's an extended version now, which is really good for product-based businesses and people who have a big portfolio. So think photographers, artists, musicians, and that's about 30 posts, yeah. static grid. And I was like, okay, we got this piece handled, the, the landing page, the website, where people can go down a rabbit hole, your links are there. This is great. How do we keep the growth, the reach, and the engagement up now. What is that all looking like? So I started with Instagram and I was like, okay, the conversion and engagement platforms are stories. Stories, I built my entire business through there. So you've expressed like you love it in there and your business runs a lot through stories too. There's a lot of conversion and community and just so much connection. I love it in there. Mm. Um, feed is the Instasite piece and also good for conversion. And now the reach piece on Instagram specifically would be done through reels mm -hmm. as well as through what I call featured posts. These are essentially three pinned posts to the top 
of the static grid that you cycle through at least once a quarter. So now you're going from posting or trying to post and stressing about posting every single day on Instagram to now posting four times a year, if you want. Like that is wild. Yeah. Four times a year. So on the feed, okay? And then I was like, but Instagram isn't enough. Instagram is a bubble. And even the reach on reels Mm -hmm. is still going to a really small percentage of people who are already following you. I was like, where are these big platforms that could get you organic reach and are built for discovery? TikTok. Mm-hmm. Number one, I've never seen an algorithm like it before. So I was like, holy smokes, if you pair TikTok as your growth and your discovery platform with your Insta site, you are cooking with peanut oil. <laughs> like you've got all your bases covered. Yeah. Grow, connect, and convert. Love it. So from there, I then started to explore the other social media platforms. And I then categorize them into two different areas. What are the platforms that are made and really good for growth and discovery? And what are the platforms that were built for connection and conversion? And that's my social media strategy. And for people who are getting started with this, I was like, you need two platforms, two platforms to be successful in the online space to start. And I would say it'd be TikTok, and get yourself an Insta site. I love it. What are the, because I know that you do cover other platforms. So I know that you were sort of saying that from a growth perspective, you've got TikTok, but what were the other growth ones? I think LinkedIn was in there as well, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. LinkedIn is a sleeper. Like it's such a, a hidden gem of a platform. Organic reach is really great on LinkedIn. And one of my favorite things about this space, if you've got a profile set up and somebody searches your name on the Googler, literally LinkedIn shows up first out of all the social media. Sometimes it's even the first result that comes up. Um, And I mean, I, I feel like it has to do with the fact that out of all the social platforms, this is the most credible. It really does leave a trail since you can't lie about a company that you worked at. Um, whereas on Instagram, you could say you do anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make it true, but you could say it. Whereas yeah. LinkedIn, you, you can't really get away with that. So it ranks really high on search. Um, and I use LinkedIn and Facebook more as a presence play. So I've got my bios optimized. I'm not really creating much over there. Uh, But when I do create on LinkedIn, it's articles because these show up on search and you can repurpose blogs. You can transcribe Mm. a TikTok or a live that you did and just optimize it for the article and optimize it for search. Um, And I do engagement on LinkedIn because again, you don't even need to post on there, but the newsfeed of LinkedIn shows your engagements with other people's content. I need to do that. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's really great, especially if you want to be working with more corporations or B2B. um, I also feel like the entrepreneurial space on there Mm -hmm. is like booming as well now. Like I feel like maybe a while ago it wasn't so much, but I'm definitely seeing a lot more 
um, small mm-hmm. businesses on there for sure. And I, it was really interesting. One of my clients, Haley, she, uh, she was just saying that she gets so much more engagement on LinkedIn. So she's a personal branding and messaging coach. And she's like, I get so much more conversation and engagement on LinkedIn than I ever did on Instagram. Like, it's kind of like people commenting on her post, but then, and her responding, but then other people in the comment feed then responding on other people's comments. And she's like, the engagement and interaction is like so much better than like what LinkedIn is, not sorry, than what Instagram is, which I think is so interesting. So how much time and what's your strategy right now around like how much time are you spending on content creation? Like 20 minutes in the mornings. Um, and sometimes it's not even every morning because I only create for TikTok now. Yeah. And I essentially will funnel everything from TikTok. If I make a three minute long tutorial, that gets transcribed. And I'll then turn that into a blog. Maybe it'll get turned into a LinkedIn article. I'll also put it into chat GPT. I really leverage chat GPT and I, yeah. you know, say, Hey chat, what's up? Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. It's like, you know, like when you start your computer and all of your main like websites come up, like your start menu, chat GPT is in there. It made it in there. I'm like, oh yeah, every day I'm just like, I wrote this, make it better. Like do this with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I and I, you use it for efficiency, right? Yeah. It's, it's really fa- a fantastic productivity tool. So I'll ask it to take that chunky piece of text. And I say, can you cut this into 20 different LinkedIn yep. posts or give me 50 Pinterest headlines. Pinterest also in the growth category platform, by the way. So is YouTube. Um, <laughs> Are you using YouTube? I haven't really been using it yet, but we are getting there. Mm. Um, my team is working on it because YouTube shorts, that's where I want to start, are a minute long in length. My team is like Amanda. Yeah. All your videos. Yeah. I had the <laughs> same issue. Long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I was know listening. how yeah, a series would work on there. Sorry. I don't know how like part one, part two, part three would work on YouTube shorts. It works on TikTok, but I don't think it does on YouTube. Yeah. I guess like if somebody wanted to see part two, then they would go like specifically to your mm-hmm. platform to see what the next part is. But yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to Gary Vee the other day and he was like shorts and Facebook reels is like where the, like that's where you can get traction now as well that people mm-hmm. are really undervaluing. So I, yeah, it's so interesting, but I am very much of like create one thing and then just like figure out your distribution process, which I think is <laughs> Like if you can get a VA or somebody else that can just help you to chop that up and distribute it really well, I think that that's like, yeah. I I probably give about a half an hour to 40 minutes to content creation every day. I've just like put it in my diary and I'm just like, I, I'm either repurposing or I'm recording or I'm doing something, but then it's done and I get on with my day and I get on with my business and clients and stuff like that. 
But I just think that content is just part and parcel of running a business these days. And so I think just working out how that works best for you. And like you said, your strategy of where is growth and attention right now? And then where am I sending them to, to really get to know me and like gain some credibility and lead them from a lead generation perspective to where I want them to go. So from a lead gen perspective, what are you finding? Cause are you still using majority Instagram stories and then TikTok for lead gen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm finding a lot of growth on in terms of followers, I don't really talk about follower count that often. Um, but I have been paying attention to it more because of TikTok. because the for you page is so specific, their, their targeting system of that algorithm is insane. Like, I don't know how many times you've been scrolling the for you page and you're like, how did you know I was thinking about that? Like, something's up here but I swear some of these things I've never even said out loud (laughs) they just appear on the for you page so the targeting is great that means to me that people who are following you or whoever me that's a more qualified follower they're more likely your ideal audience Mm. than how Instagram started out and how Instagram still kind of is But I'm really paying attention now to who is following me on Instagram. Almost 99% of the new followers that I'm getting from that on Instagram are from TikTok. Yeah. I'm finding that a bit as well. Right. Again, a qualified follower. It's not a bot Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, So I'm really, I'm paying attention to that because I'm like, oh, this is great. And while the growth may seems slow compared to what a lot of social media gurus will tell you. Like I could go and do those hacky things, but then I'm not building a community. And what does a following number mean if, you know, what I'm not even able to really like create for people who care because it's just, you know, this math number and a bunch of them are bots and you're not converting in your business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's just really interesting because I think that people are like reluctant. I know that my audience can be reluctant to, to, I guess, to try things like TikTok out as well. But as I've said to them before, I think it's just about really being aware of what's happening in the market. And I said this on a podcast recently that, you know, um, Google went to number two as far as search engines go, which is the first time that that's happened in 15 years. And I think that just as business owners, it's important for us to know where the attention is, where, like you said, the growth opportunities are as well. If you decide that LinkedIn is where you want to play instead of TikTok, that's fine. But it's just about like making an informed decision based on what is happening in the market rather than where you think you'll feel comfortable. I think that that's just yeah. an important thing because obviously the more we do it, the more comfortable we get. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we're still trying to figure out TikTok. I, LinkedIn, I have not figured out my way on LinkedIn yet either. And all I do know is you can't just repost a TikTok or a reel over there. It does not get circulated at all. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how I've been approaching things like or TikTok really good for lead gen. So is LinkedIn. Um, I noticed something on TikTok as well. 
conversion happens really fast Yes, over on TikTok. What I was going to say about that is that I think because it's longer form video and I think it's almost like some of the people that I've seen, like they're teaching you something, they're sharing something that's just a bit more in depth than what you would get in a reel or something like that, that that just builds trust so quickly because I feel like, like I found you and then I consumed some of your stuff. And then I looked at your strategy and your insight. I'm like, that is like, I love that. That's so good. And do you know, Erica Reitman? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Erica was on my podcast ages ago. We met on Clubhouse. I know that she's kind of quite Insta site-ish with her feed that it's like a magazine, et cetera. Um, And so, yeah, so I feel like there have been a couple of people where I've just like have really fallen down the rabbit hole of their more in-depth, longer form content. And I just think it takes a lot less time to be like, let me go check you out. Like, let me go check out your website. Let me go check out like your products and services. Let me find out more about you. Yeah. Erica uh, was one of my clients for a little while, which is wild. We did a lot of clubhouses together, but I noticed that about her content too. Uh, It was so bingy. And I, I feel like when you can create that because you're, you're literally giving your IP away for free. Yeah. Like you probably found the TikTok of mine on the Insta site that went viral. Yeah. I, I gave the strategy away for free, but Suze, I woke up the next day after that went viral to over a hundred emails, a lot of them sales for the Insta site guide when I had literally just gone through it. Mind you, I mean, the templates aren't in there and whatever. And the inquiries to work with me one-on-one amazing like it it is insane the power of that platform and how it can change your life but back to the conversion I think as well you're really on to something where the even if it's a three-minute video people are packing so much value into that you get to that like no trust factor that much faster but as well I don't know if you've noticed this on the space but it takes me a while to learn people's handles and their names because <laughs> you're not really looking at that on TikTok. You're so focused on the content in front of you that at least in terms of followers, I don't know if I'm going to come across your content again. So I'll hit that follow button and hopefully you'll show up in my feed yeah. again kind of thing. But if you go and you offer that high, high value content, you're at least going to be able to convert in terms of an email subscriber or a freebie download if you aren't making sales right away through TikTok, but it will come. The more consistent you are, and I know that's the most cliche social media thing to say, but the more consistent you are, the more growth you will see in terms of business growth as well as your platform growth too. And so how much are you posting on TikTok at the moment? I have been trying to post once a day. Okay. Yeah. And um, I took a little bit of a break after that viral video. It rocked my world. Um, I still feel like I'm trying to catch up from it. I got really, really burnt out and stressed when I couldn't respond to every single comment. I felt like I was letting people down and I needed to take a step back and regroup and just kind of do my own thing. Um, And now that I went back 
the momentum has started to pick up again, but it took about like three weeks of me being consistent yeah. and posting every day. Like I was posting on the weekends too. Yeah. Okay. But I would batch. I, I know we kind of touched on this, but in those 20 minutes in the morning, I'll have a post-it note with like three to five ideas on it. And I just, in that 20 minutes, all I'm doing is recording. I'm not editing. I'm not adding captions. I'm not even thinking about what, I'm going to write for text on screen. I'm just getting the recording out. And then the next day I go and I tinker around and do my quick edits directly in the platform. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. I'm just like such a complete finisher type. I'm just like, so I record and then I do this and then I save it in drafts and then I record and then I caption and then I save it in drafts. <laughs> cause then I'm just like, Oh, cause I think cause it's fresh in my mind as well, where I'm just like, yeah. oh, this is what I want to say. So I've just been, I've, but I found that works for me. Like I kind of have done like five or six in a row, captioned yeah. them like with like auto captions and then written a small caption with my hashtags and then saved it in drafts. And then for the next five days, all I have to do is go to drafts and post. And that feels like quite good to me. So I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's sort of the process that I'm using at the moment. Yeah, you really do have to find your groove over there. Even the style of video, it takes a bit, but you've got to do it. You've got to make the TikToks to find out, oh, this is what I can actually do really well. I enjoy this style. It complements the way I communicate and it's resonating with yeah. people. I'm going to double down on that now. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I try and like add every fourth one is just like for fun or something. <laughs> so I've got like a different kind of uh, like banner image for a cover image for like all of my businessy ones. And then I've just got like a couple that are for fun. Cause I'm like, let's just play as well, but I'm just, yeah, totally figuring it out and just seeing like what works as well. Yeah. 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 So I good. love it there though. <laughs> amazing so so good awesome well Amanda I love that I love that you are kind of you know looking at the data understanding what's working also thinking about not having to be on that content creation train all the time which I think so many of my listeners and clients struggle with it's just like you said it's like spending so much time creating to get not a lot back and so I think we've got to work smarter, not harder. And like I said before, really look at like where the attention is, where you want to invest your time. Um, but yeah, I love, I think that one thing I'm taking away as well is like go and just engage on LinkedIn rather than having to create all the time too. So, so, so good. So we'll have all your links uh, in the show notes as well. But for my listeners, where can they find you if they're like walking the dog or driving in the car right now? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the wolf with an E dot C O or my TikTok is my full name, Amanda Kohal, K-O-H-A-L. Kohal. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. So, so good. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for sharing your strategies as well. And yeah, if you go follow Amanda on TikTok, and I think it's on your Instagram as well, you can see the Insta site, you can see all of that and you can go check out her links if you want to go deeper into that. But so I appreciate you sharing it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. 
Well, I hope that you got a lot out of that episode. I hope it's given you some new ideas, new ways of thinking about Instagram and also the other platforms and how you're using them all together. Make sure you go say hi to Amanda and check out her socials. And if you got a lot out of this episode, I would love you to share it with your community as well. Leave a review, all the rest of it. You know that that helps us grow the podcast as well. But until next time, have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. 